Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming your way in 20 minutes. We are stunned to a news. And in 40 minutes, many have held the hope that relegation would come to the states. Could we finally see it? Talk about that as well. Coming up next hour on the show, we'll do some college football. Head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats, one of the best teams in the Big 12, winners of the conference last year. Chris Kleiman's going to join us. And then in hour number four, the great Johnny Bench is going to join us. So a lot to look forward to this morning on the program. We are... Heading into the swan song of Mraz next week. And because of that, we have opened up the doors for some non-traditional interviews here on the show for the producer's role. We are not going to stop just at those candidates that are inside the building. We are not going to stop at just those candidates that have experience as a producer or in the radio industry. We want to open this up to everybody. I've always felt like this was a show for everyone. It's a show of the people. It's a show fueled by the people. And far be it for me to say that you couldn't do Mraz's job because I don't think many people thought Mraz could do Mraz's job when he was first hired. So I have welcomed listeners doing interviews for the situation, for the position this week over the phone. And... We had Jeff in Pittsburgh weigh in, and he pitched himself as a slovenly type, much like Mraz, but harder working. We had the Canadian Mraz weigh in yesterday. He had some potential. We had Max, who also called it, I think, from Virginia, and uh, he didn't really have much enough in the specifics category besides, I think he said he would be a good teammate because he would listen to Pete the Body. That's a good thing. But we have opened things up and I've been flooded, swarmed with emails. So if you feel like you could be a good fit to be the executive producer of the DA show, shoot your shot. Let's hear from you. I've said you can email us, damon.amendolara at odyssey.com or dial up the show. By now you've heard the questions. If you feel like you can do this, and you feel like you'd like to, to be on the witness stand for a few minutes and answer some questions about the show and about how you would fit in the show, 855-212-4CBS. You are the weakest link. That's actually not the weakest link theme song, but it sounds a lot like it. So before we get to more listener throwing their hat in the rings... 
I want to talk about Asante Samuel and Sauce Gardner. Asante Samuel just strikes me as a really bitter guy. I'm not sure what exactly he has to be so bitter over, but he seems to take shots at just about everybody. He's taken shots at Bill Belichick and is now taking shots at young Sauce Gardner going into his second season, corner four, the green team in that big city. For some reason, Sauce didn't start this. Samuel, uh, Asante Samuel tweeted, the New York media will take your career to another level. Oops, I said the name of the city. For the record, Tariq Woolen had a better rookie season. They both played outstanding, but what in the hell do y'all be watching? Y'all are highly influenced by the media, not facts. He was responding to a poll that named Sauce the second best corner going into 2023. Asante Samuel tweeted directly at Sauce. You have the best media behind you. I challenge you to turn some of those pass breakups into interceptions this year. You will hear from me. Sauce led the NFL with 20 pass deflections and was an all pro. To Sauce's credit, he's like, man, I didn't start this. I don't need any of this. Sauce responded, I don't need you challenging me to do nothing after this subtweeting you've been doing when you could just hit me up privately like all the other OGs. You got to relax. Me personally, I've never been the hating type. Asante tried to later downplay his comments, telling Sauce to, quote, enjoy the journey. Don't take my tweets the wrong way. However, Darrell Revis then got involved. Revis, of course, played for the same team that Sauce does. And Revis, who was a contemporary of Asante Samuel, said, quit being a hater when it comes to rising stars at the cornerback position. Be mad at the voters who never considered you shut down. I was never inspired to watch your film, but something does jog my memory. I do remember we played the Falcons, and Coach Rex Ryan made a highlight clip of you being double-moved in every single play. I recall Rex saying to receivers in our weekly team meetings, if he lines up across from you, just double move him every time. So a couple of things here. In terms of the media in larger markets, specifically the one in the largest market of which we don't really talk about in this show, that's not wrong. It's not wrong. When you have a vocal media and you have the mass of multiple outlets that cover your games and multiple talking heads that are talking about your games versus one horse towns, you just have a louder volume. You have more voices saying it. It definitely helps. It absolutely helps. If you do it there, you can do it anywhere. That old saying Doing it in the biggest city in America where all of our entertainment is oftentimes coming out of, although L.A. is is equal, if not more, certainly in the movie space and music space. But you have it's the hub of entertainment. It's the hub of finance. It's the hub of culture. It's the it's it's just it's the centerpiece of so many things that we pay attention to that. Yeah. When you perform there, it's the, it's the heart of Broadway. When you do it there, it gets more notoriety. And that is true versus a place 
smaller markets, Jacksonville, San Antonio, it's harder to get as much attention, no doubt. It's a lot easier today because it's far more an even playing field because social media flattens the earth and means that you know your social media following doesn't doesn't necessarily equate to where you play because you can collect your popularity from anywhere but certainly the the level of volume that you get being in a large market like an LA like a New York like a Chicago like a Boston or Philadelphia that significantly helps I'm not going to deny what Asante Samuel says there but where Asante's wrong is I challenge you Who's Asante Samuel to challenge Sauce Gardner? Where where does that come from? Why does Samuel feel the need? Look, is he saying something that is is largely correct? Yeah, he's the Big Apple media is helpful. But I challenge you to turn some of those breakups into interceptions. You will hear from me. <laughs> what? What what who cares? I mean, it it would be like an old sports talk host who's retired tweeting at me, you need to turn some of those segments into X, Y, or Z. I challenge you to do the show differently. You will hear from me. I'd be like, what vested interest do you have in my show or my career? Who cares? So that's where Asante Samuel is totally lame. And when Darrell Rivas comes in with the elbow from the top rope, let's face it, it's pretty great. Oh, I remember one meeting where Rex says you get double moved on every play. So he told all our receivers to do that to you. Toast. Toast. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Okay. Do we still have a caller on hold? that would like to interview for the job. Jeff is in Omaha this morning, and he would like to interview for the executive producer job, as we were just mentioned. Jeff, good morning. Jeff, are you there? Yes, sir. Jeff, how long have you been listening to the show? Uh, well, ever since they got rid of Taz and the Moose. Okay, so that was, what, three years ago or so? Four years ago, something like that? Three and a half years ago? Yep, yep. All right. Jeff, do you have any background in radio or media? Uh, no, zero. Not, not an ounce. It's okay. won't hurt you here. It's the type of interview that we're doing. First question, why do you believe you'd make a good fit on the DA show? Mm, I'll see it. Uh... I think I'll get along with uh, you and uh, Andrew and Mr. Bellotti pretty well. Uh, I pride myself on my attendance record. Uh, I have pretty good hygiene. I'm, I'm about 5'11", 175. I fluctuate about 182, 185 in the winter time there. Uh, I like to fish. I like to fish a lot. Very good. The hygiene one is big, Pete. That's big for sitting in the fish tank with you. Exactly. You got to smell good. Okay. No problem uh, there. No problem sec- there. Yeah. Second question. What things would you do differently than Mraz did? Oh, well, uh, everything. I think the only similarity that we would have would be uh, he, he claims to be a hard hat guy, and uh, I am a hard hat guy. I, I'm a pipe fitter by trade, steam fitter. Oh, so you actually have a blue-collar work ethic. You don't just say it. Uh, correct. Yeah. Yep. 
pipe fitter, you say, okay. And how would you try to make sure you're a good teammate for Pete the Body? Oh, well, yeah, that would uh, that'd be easy. Like I said, I, uh, my, my tennis record is uh, top-notch. I, I, I pride myself on my tennis record, so he, uh, he could lean on me. He, he could count on me for sure. Gotcha. Would you be willing to relocate to, to New York for the job? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I can make that happen. Um, if, if this whole radio thing didn't uh, you know, work out, I always wanted to try to work for Local 1 up there, see if I could hang with the big boys, you know? Okay, all right. Uh, so you're a big sports fan. You've been following sports yes. for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. My sports uh, pretty diversified. Of course, I root for the Big Red. Uh, I cheer for the, the Jets, the uh, the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, I love the St. Louis Blues. Interesting. How'd you pick the Jets if you live in Nebraska? Huh. Yeah, you know, they're just uh, I don't know. It's a neat, it's a unique name, you know. It's just the, the Jets, and uh, yeah. I always root for the underdog. You know, the, the Jets stink. You know, the Jets stink. The St. Louis Blues, they stink. I'm always root for the underdogs. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, Jeff at Omaha, thanks for throwing your hat in the ring. I appreciate it. Hey, great show. Uh, keep it up, guys. Thanks very much, Jeff at Omaha, interviewing for the position. Okay, I think some pros there, Pete. Number one, hygiene. I like citing hygiene. Smells good, clean. I like that a lot. I think that's a plus. Yes. Rarely does somebody cite hygiene in the interview. Number two, I like perfect attendance. That's good. I think that's been perhaps a sore spot at times at the position. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. You you want to be here to to work the actual position. Yep. Does it worry you at all, Pete, to have these candidates? that have no background in producing or in the media? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, it absolutely does not worry okay, me. Good. All right. All right. Uh, the con would be that he doesn't really know if he wants to relocate, that it sounds like he's open to it, but he does have a good job in Omaha. So, but he wanted to. He wanted to try it, and also, if it didn't work out, he has a backup plan. True, that is good to come into radio and have a backup plan. You several. don't want this to be the only thing you can do. You want to have several. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So add Jeff and Omaha to the list. Okay. Okay. Jeff and Omaha is added to the list, and we may end up having more more interviews along the way this morning. It's a hot, hot job, hot job. Hot job. Now, by the way, Mark Cuban audio from last hour was courtesy of Sirius XM NBA Radio. And as I mentioned, the Barry Bonds audio was courtesy of a podcast that Barry Bonds had just performed or on or interviewed for, interviewed with. And he was talking about finally breaking a silence about PEDs and not being in the Hall of Fame. That was with Hollywood Swinging with Stephen Bishop and Jerry Hairston Jr. When we come back here on the show, we've got stunned and news and perhaps more listeners interviewing for the job. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pat Boyle referenced his ball balls on Trash Tuesday this he week. He did. DA on CBS Sports Radio. He sure did. He always does. Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always listen to podcasts of the show. Let me remind you. That's right. Best of the show or the full four hours or to the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. Which, by the way, PGP will be taped after the show today. Next week is Mraz's final week. We'll talk about that. And the week that is going on right now is we have listener interviews for the job. All available everywhere that you get your podcasts. I have to say, I think, and I don't know this. But I think our show has the single most creative Twitter of any sports radio show in America. I could be wrong. I don't know the social media followings of everyone. But it seems as though every day there's another one-liner or inside joke on the show that becomes a Twitter handle. So either there's one user that has created like 400 Twitter handles all just in the same vein of one-liner jokes that may never exist ever again on the show. (laughs) Or there's just an army of you guys that listen every day and just take to social media to to do the joke. And there's a new new account called DA Show Maps. And the bio says a daily tracker connecting the sites across the country and the world heard in DA's show open. Was your city mentioned today? Where in the world is the DA show? And... The avatar is the Carmen Sandiego logo, but it says where in the world is the DA show. Now, think about how specific this is. This is a Twitter handle dedicated to the show open, which really only interchanges two new cities a day. Okay, the first two standard Anchorage to Atlanta, the last two standard Kalamazoo to Waterloo. I only change up the middle two. So this Twitter handle is dedicated only to those two cities every day. And whoever does this is really smart and really good because it's always well-researched. There are maps with the drawing from city to city geographically where I talked about and a factoid involved. This morning's says... Anchorage to Atlanta, Tacoma to Tampa, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. And it notes 
Despite Florida being known for its oppressive heat in Tampa, the temperature has never once hit triple digits. In fact, the last time it even hit 99 was all the way back in 1985. Now, that's just a really cool factoid. Wouldn't you guys assume that Tampa has triple-digit temperatures Uh regularly? Yes. Instead, no. It has never hit 100 degrees in Tampa. Yesterday's tweet, Anchorage to Atlanta, Seattle to Savannah, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. Seattle's famous Space Needle was first designed at a cocktail napkin in 1961. Also with a foundation 30 feet underground, it's built to withstand a 9.1 earthquake and 200 mile an hour winds with a picture of the Space Needle. This is remarkable work being done for no good reason. (laughs) And that's what I appreciate. I don't know what the win is here for whoever is running this account, but it's really enjoyable every day. Well, he gets to hear this. Steal their soul in South Korea, make another cut right on the blue. The red sea Greenland, they'll be singing the blues. Well, they never asked saw her steal the makeup from the jungle. Well, they where in the world is Damon Amendo. <laughs> now, DA Show Maps, the Twitter handle, also did one last week, or did them last week, and this was when I was out. And it says, from Milwaukee to Maybelline, from Mobile to Colorado Springs, Kalamazoo to Waterloo, we are on the air. DA Show Maps writes, Mraz snuck one by me in hour three, so here we go. Again, we may have a problem. There's no town in the U.S. called Maybelline. That's a, cos- <laughs> that's a cosmetic brand. Stunner. Mm. So Abilene, maybe? So he's, <laughs> he's now, this Twitter handle is now doing Miraz ones that are actually mistaken geography points. Oh, how many <laughs> do they have in that one? <laughs> Just put a bottle of shampoo in the middle of America. Or whatever the hell Maybelline is. It's right, it's right next to Colgate Toothpaste College. <laughs> I think Maybelline is is um, is like like face aging products, right? Yeah, it's makeup. Yeah, it's makeup. It's Maybe it's Maybelline. Makeup. Yeah, there you go, Bose. Okay. Mm-hmm. From Honolulu to Houston, Cheyenne to North Dakota, Kalamazoo to Waterloo. We are on the air. Fun fact: North Dakota is the least visited state of the country, and at thirty-eight feet high and fifty feet long. It's also home to the world's largest fiberglass cow. <laughs> Which means Pete's going there that's, ASAP. That's right. See, there's the problem. Why is it the least visited area in the country? I mean, there's so many other places I don't want to visit. I would want to see the, the fiberglass cow. Come on. The cow is called Salem Sioux. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. So whoever is running this account is just doing God's work. And I don't know. Oh, you stumbled upon this idea, but it's really great. And frankly, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. DA Show Maps on Twitter at DA Show Maps. Maybe it's Maybelline. Hey, for a bonus dollar, what's the name of the group that sang the Carmen San Diego song? Oh, I know it, but I, I'll let someone else answer it. I know it as well. I will defer to DA. I don't know it. Pete? Do it, Rockapella. Yep. Hey. Oh, Rockapella. Rockapella. Great one. Also, speaking of, we were watching The Office the other day, and um, 
my wife said, who's your favorite character? So we were kind of going down through them. And Oof. I was like, there's, there's so many, there's so many great characters, but I surprise her every so often. I mean, Steve Carell to me is Michael Scott's the number one character. Most people would put Rain Wilson at number two. I don't. I actually love Ryan the intern. I find Ryan the intern to be absolutely hysterical because of his dry, sarcastic humor, the whole woof thing, trying to become an entrepreneur, getting stuck in the closet. Him and Kelly, I find hysterical. But I said, Creed is one of my favorite yes. characters as well. Absolutely love Creed. And so we started doing kind of like office trivia and... I said, I love when Andy Bernard sings a cappella. That's one of my favorite aspects of the show. Anytime he breaks into song and everyone else rolls their eyes, I just love it. And so the Bourbon Bell says, can you name his his college a cappella group? And I said, oh, God, I feel like I know this. <sighs> I know and it's from Cornell. He, he went to Cornell, and I had to look it up. But it's so good, and I don't know if you guys know this off the top of your head. I had to look it up, but it's so, so good. Uh, no, I can't think of it. It's not, he, I don't think it's one word like Rockapella. No. Here comes treble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good headline. So good, right? So good. All right, Bogues is in for headlines. Guys, a few years ago, Elias Diaz was barely hanging on to a big league job. Last night in Seattle, he was a first-time All-Star, and he did this in his first at-bat. 2-2 oh. to Diaz. is hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes. Elias Diaz puts the National League in front. At 32 years old, in his All-Star debut, a go-ahead home run. Called by Joe Davis on Fox, the 32-year-old Diaz, the fourth oldest player to homer in his first All-Star game. He's also the 24th player to go deep in his first at-bat. Rays first baseman Yandy Diaz also did that earlier in the evening. Elias voted MVP for his game-winning hit. That's the first Rocky to be so honored. The NLA 3-2 win with Craig Kimbrell earning the save to end a nine-game losing streak. Mets first baseman Pete Alonzo, goofy as always, post-game. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, go NL. <laughs> yeah, right on. About time. Yeah, go NL. Go NL right on. <sighs> the, yeah, man, go really NL. Meant a lot, didn't it? It's the last bit of fun he's going to have this season. <laughs> uh, the senior circuit now trails the all-time series 47 wins to 44 with two ties. White Sox slugger Luis Robert Jr. did not play last night after tweaking his right calf during the home run derby. He does not think it's a big problem. He'll be reevaluated before the season resumes on Friday. Jays closer Jordan Romano did pitch last night in an early exit, though, with lower back tightness. Saints running back Alvin Kamara agreeing to a plea deal for his role in a fight at a Vegas nightclub last year. Kamara pleading no contest to a misdemeanor. will do 30 hours of community service and i will pay the dude that he and some buddies beat up hundred grand in medical bills. The NFL says its investigation continues so Kamara may still face league punishment. I mentioned last hour that the NBA is making two rule changes for the coming season. The second one is a second coach's challenge if your first one's successful, but you do lose a timeout for using this second challenge. Oh! And the Seattle <laughs> Storm were 93-86 losers at the Washington Mystics yesterday, but Jewel Lloyd tied a single-game WNBA record with nine threes. Okay. Now we're getting stuck. 
Okay. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. Huh? The DA show is stunned to a news. Flying sucks. We all know that. Uh, just this weekend, hundreds, maybe thousands of flights were canceled because of bad storms in the east. My wife, in fact, stuck in Atlanta for an extra night. That's why I wasn't here on Monday. Whoa. But every once in a while, this oh, godforsaken airline industry does give us a good story. <laughs> uh, this stun, courtesy of our good friend Carla with a K, and it's about Phil Stringer. Uh, I guess a relatively successful businessman travels a lot for his work and recently was flying home from Oklahoma City to Charlotte, North Carolina. He's in OKC and his flight keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Eventually, 18 hours after the original scheduled departure time, he gets called to the gate. He gets to the gate and it's basically a ghost town because all other passengers had given up or been rerouted or whatever. It was just him and four crew members on a flight from OKC to Charlotte, North Carolina. He made a TikTok video of the whole thing, which became viral. He had a, a personalized call to board. The one baggage handler was in this <laughs> video. And him and, again, the four flight attendants basically had a charter flight and they had some fun. There was kind of like a saucy uh, explanation of the seatbelt thing and they were just all having a good time and I, I want to give the floor to Boyle if he's seen the TikTok video. One of the flight attendants is not unattractive. <laughs> so if you want to make some kind of mile high club joke here, this is all this is all for you. <laughs> uh, you, you. You set it up. You put it on a tee for me. It feels wrong now. The teammates. Well, I appreciate so, it. You, yeah. you threw the alley. I, I guess I got to throw down the oop. Um, I mean, you had that. That's the play here, right? I get. Yeah, I guess. I have not seen this. So if you're you have telling the plane me to yourself, and the entire crew has nothing to do, and one of the flight crew members is attractive. And what's going on with the seatbelt? She was doing like a little kind of like fl flirtatious, yeah, having seat fun belt. with showing how to put the seatbelt on and stuff. So she was ready to have a good. And apparently, they were at their hotel called back. To be on this flight, I don't know why they'd run a flight with one person. Yeah, so a couple they, of things. I guess yeah. they needed the plane maybe in Charlotte, so it had to fly no matter what. So they were taking whomever was on it. Or they Number were... one, I love this dude that did this because he also took a dig at Mr. Beast and other stupid <laughs> video people like that or um, viral video creators because he did this TikTok show, the empty plane, him walking out of the plane and said, when you buy every single ticket of the plane so you don't have to deal with people. And yet, he didn't do that at all, <laughs> which is something that Mr. Beast or any of these other people would probably try to do. What happens when you buy every ticket on a plane? Here's what it looks like. So my question is this. 18 hours pass. He ends up setting, shop in the, setting up shop at the airport and just doing work at a Starbucks for most of it and then moves over when the Starbucks closed to another table. So he's just kind of working on his laptop. What happens to the rest of everybody that was was on the flight? I mean... Like you said, did they give other people different flights home? I mean, they were all going to the same place. People don't just quit their flight and be like, I'll walk home. Like, what happened to everybody else on the flight? Yeah, like, did he miss the free hotel room offer? Or did he, did he decline it? You know, we'll give you 600 points to go home and sleep for a night and come back tomorrow. I don't... Because it was mechanical issues. It wasn't necessarily weather. So maybe people did get on other flights and he just chose to wait it out. And this is what happened. 
That must have been it, because even if he declined the overnight hotel stay, there's plenty of people that do the same thing. They're like, I'm not going to stay at the hotel. I'll just wait until this flight finally takes off. So there had to be something, like you said, like they had given everybody else all the previous flights or the, the last seat on this flight to Charlotte and gotten them back to Charlotte. And he just was like, no, I'll wait for the original flight for some reason. I'm not sure that this guy's a hero because everybody else on the flight got home before him. I would think. Yeah, he maybe this like he like he like backed his way into this cool scenario. I mean, you'd never expect him to be the lone person, but maybe him not paying attention or being like hard headed, like, no, we're gonna fly at some point. It wasn't you know, and he just kind of lucked into this ridiculous situation. Back to the, the important topic at hand here, Please. Bugs. <laughs> I I would love to do a mile high club thing. What are the legalities of that? Is it illegal to technically have sex on an airplane, or is it just frowned upon? I think as long as you don't tamper with the smoke detector in the laboratory, you're fine. Hump. Oh, there's going to be a lot. Except <laughs> those bathrooms are not made for two people. They're not. They're not. <laughs> are you over for one person? Are you over capacity when you have two people in the bathroom? Probably. Uh, someone, she's going on the sink. Is there even any space there? This, this sink is like the size of a supply one. You got to make do what you got. Right. Your bigger obstacle is probably the other crew members. Patrons? Like, do you close the little the little blinds between first class and I mean, look, man, and... this guy's on a plane by himself. She's she's getting saucy. She's throwing her weight around. She wants to have a good time. I'm leaving that door open. Anybody else want to come right. in? <laughs> okay. Where do you go? Like, oh, I can't seem to get my, my belt on. Can somebody help me? And <laughs> she comes sauntering over. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you just ask her. You know, Straight up. Have you ever done this? Do you want to check this off the box of like bucket list items? If I asked and sh- and then like she just this particular air flight attendant happened to be like, yeah, yeah I've done it like seven or eight times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. No, I I'd still do it. I'd still do it. I think the real issue is this is a crew that usually has to sit in the back. And I'm not sure if that's for technical purposes, weight purposes, but when you have flight attendants, they usually sit in those seats in the back, which is where the bathroom is usually situated. Can the flight attendants sit all the way out front so that they're, like, not right next to the bathroom as you attempt this? Uh, Also, at this point, if it's just this one guy and the airline attendant tips off the other attendants, hey, I'm doing this, look the other way, do what you want, I don't care. Can't you go anywhere on the plane at that point? You get in the seats? I mean, you'd give cockpit a whole new meaning. (laughs) And there it is. <laughs> yeah, there. You can't, can't say that. There's this, the line. This video has 10 million views Oof. on TikTok. By the way, he found his way home at 3.30. He landed at 3.30, then had to get his checked bag, which had been lost. He finally found it after 45 minutes, then had to drive an hour back home to Greensboro, stopped home for a quick shower, and then went to work. <laughs> Hard hat. What a day. Sounds like Jeff in Omaha. do we still have terry in indianapolis hanging on we do terry in indianapolis would like to interview for the producer's position terry good morning hey how you guys doing today doing well how are you i'm doing wonderful how's life in new york treating you guys uh not bad not bad uh how's everything in indianapolis how's that going well the baby is 
he's doing better, but we're still not we're still not out of the woods here yet. It's still we're we're deep in the thick of things. Seven weeks old now. But how's Indianapolis? Doing wonderful, thank you very much. It's actually nice here today. It's supposed to rain later this evening, but it's actually beautiful here today. Okay, very good. Now, do you have any background in media? No, sir, I do not. I, I did radio in the local hometown when I was in high school. I did that for like a little uh, grade, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. So were you like a disc jockey or did school announcements? I, I did it at the, the local radio station. I did like a little disc jockey part like on the weekends and stuff. You know, so did you, play, you played some things like that. You played some music? I did not. I read the obituaries and like the news highlights, kind of. <laughs> That's amazing. You read the obituaries in your hometown on the radio. Yes. <laughs> and which which town was this? Uh, home of John Cougar Mellencamp, Seymour, Indiana. <laughs> oh, wow. So you did the obits on the radio in Seymour, Indiana. Yes, sir. <laughs> and what grade was this? I was a freshman or sophomore. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, God, that is so great. Okay, so the joke so, is you go to see more to see less. That's the joke. <laughs> Tell me, what? why do you think you would make a good fit on the DA show? Well, I'm very energetic. I'm personable. I like to get along with everybody. I enjoy sports. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know you guys probably hate that, but that's okay. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. And DA, this will make you happy. Since you married a Kentucky woman, I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan. Oh. Okay, very good. Tell me, what would you do differently than Mraz in the position? Well, I can bring redneck stories to the table. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I like that. I, I got a good sense of humor. I, you know, I just enjoy life. Uh, I like meet, like I said, meeting new friends and doing different things. Uh, I'm very organized. I'm always on time. I, I'm always early to work and things. You know, I got good attendance and things like that. Uh, give me a good redneck story. Okay, so me and my buddy, my friend, my best friend from high school, he went to the Air Force. He was home for the weekend, you know, and we were just going to go to a bar, have a good time. Well, my friend said, hey, how about we go to a strip club? He said, sure. So we go to a strip club. And, well, we come home, and I'm driving, of course, we're a little liquored up, you know. And uh, so I've taken a back road into town, dropping my buddy off at his house, and then me and my, I'm going to drop my best friend off at his house, and I'm going home. Well, as we're on this back road, the sheriff, we passed the sheriff's club, but I'm not speeding. I'm not doing anything. Sheriff, you know, turns around, turns his lights. I'm like, oh, crap. So I just stopped, and he pulls us over. Luckily, we knew who the sheriff was. I'm not going to say his name. We knew who he was. And he goes, hey, what are you guys doing? I said, well, you know, my friend's on the Air Force. We went to Indianapolis, you know, blah, blah. And uh, I said, was I doing anything? He says, no. And he goes, the reason I pulled you over is because my best friend was in the back seat. You know those little dogs people put on their dash where their heads are bobbing? Yeah. My buddy was passed out with his head up against my window in the back seat with his head bobbing. <laughs> <laughs> Terry I Indianapolis. Showed the, I, showed the, I showed the picture of the, uh, the the star that night, and he goes, huh, looks like you guys had a good time. Can you get him home safe? I said, yes, sir. He goes, okay. Okay, very good. Hey, tell me before you let before we let you go, how would you be a good teammate for Pete the Body? I would always help Pete. I would support Pete in whatever he needs. I would go get whatever he wants. I'd be there. I'd be his, be a support system for him. I'd be his best friend. I'd be the guy he can, count, he can call in the middle of the night if he needs something. Hey, can you go do this? Can you do that? Sure, I'd do whatever. I'm just a very energetic, outgoing person. I'm always I'm always organized. I don't like a messy desk or anything like that. <laughs> okay. All right, Terry Indianapolis, thanks for throwing your hat in the ring. This is very educational, good stuff. And Pete the Body, how many oinks does Terry in Indianapolis get? 
Uh, hmm. Let's see. I, I would say a solid three and a half. Three and a half out of five, huh? Yeah. I liked... Pete Pete wasn't happy out of the gate. He, he came bursting onto the phone with a lot I, I of energy. Actually, actually, yeah, I actually think he came out a little too much energy, and it kind of slowed him up at the end. I see. Well, I think he was trying to separate himself because we've had some low-energy interviews here, and I don't think that's, that's a bad thing. I do think that if you're trying to separate yourself from the pack here, you got to be a little unique. What I did like was I've got redneck stories. We can definitely use those on the show. That's always fun. Not sure getting liquored up and driving around town is that great of a redneck story. Yeah, you might but, want to that one up. <laughs> but, yeah, I got a great redneck story. Uh, drunk driving. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Am I high? Huh? I did like the idea, though, that how would he be an asset to Pete the Body? I would be his best friend. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big guarantee right there. I will end up doing anything you want for you in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that now. <laughs> wow, wait. How about that? Yeah, just come over, feed the baby. <laughs> the baby to sleep. I am here to be Pete's best friend. That is a bold claim. <laughs> but he's got some radio chops. You can tell he did the obituaries in Seymour, Indiana back in ninth grade. I smell a bit on the DA show. So don't think he's not automatically more qualified than some of the people we have in the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hello. Hello. Wowie zowie. On. Hello. When do we come back oh here my. on the show? Relegation? DA, CBS Sports Radio. What is wrong with us? Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Watch us. On Twitch, on YouTube, or at watchda.com. Full episodes are archived on YouTube. For soccer fans who love, let's say, the Premier League or international competition, international leagues, one of the cool things is relegation, knowing that there's so much at stake every single year that finishing last in your league means you get dropped down a peg. So you can't just suck because then there's, there's a real penalty to that. Whereas in American sports, we don't have relegation. And MLS does not have relegation either. But USL, which is a level of soccer beneath MLS, is going to vote on this more than likely next month. And it would be a milestone. Because this would be the first American soccer league or professional league in the U.S., that would have relegation. The USL would have relegation between the top tier, second division championship, and third division league one. And the reason is USL realizes we can't compete with MLS. MLS has the money. MLS has the star power. MLS has the stadiums. So we're just always going to be, quote, second division. The only way to juice interest in us is promotion and relegation, meaning if you watch the Wrexham series with Ryan Reynolds and company. The whole drama there is can they drag themselves up from the lowest divisions and make their way through the levels of of league play to get to the highest divisions? You know, winning winning that league is not just it. It's winning that league to get to the next level, which is it. 
And so I think this is an awesome idea. And relegation has never been accepted in American sports because owners pay money to be part of the major league and they don't want their investment to then potentially be in the second league. You know, no, nobody in major league, ba- Stephen Cohen doesn't pay $2.2 billion for a baseball team to then get relegated to AAA. You know, you're never going to see in the NBA, you know, Stephen Bomber pay $2 billion for the Clippers or Matt Ishbia pay $4 billion for the Suns if they finish last in the NBA, get relegated to the G League. You're never going to see that. But that's the best part of international sports is relegation because there's so much at stake. If you're the worst team in the league, you get penalized. If you're the best team in the second division, you get rewarded. So you have all these Cinderella stories. So if the USL adopts this, I think it's an amazing win. It's an amazing win for for them as a league because it would immediately draw interest. Now, are you going to start watching USL soccer because there's relegation and promotion? Probably not. But if you're a soccer fan, it definitely has you paying attention more. It differentiates you, like we're talking about with the producers, Who's going to differentiate themselves as a caller to the show that wants to be the producer of the DA show? And it gives it some romance and charm. There's a fourth division team that's made its way all the way up to the second division of the first division. Look at what they are now. is really cool. I think it's a great idea. Great idea. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 